Well, my name is Craig Finn, and I'm here to say <laughs> I really kids in a major way. I haven't worn my Apple Watch since I accidentally called Stone of 911. I'm sorry, my son would like to. Would you go away? Like, Hello and welcome to another episode of The Hold Steady is for Women. In this episode, we catch you up on what we've been up to, recap our 2021 Massive Night experiences, listen to a B-side, and share what brought us the most joy in 2021. And we invite you to ask yourselves, what would Judas do? So how are we all feeling? I feel really happy to be talking to both of you mm, yeah I feel I feel like I, t- mm-hmm. I took this week off from work and I never take time off from work and it's been dope um but I also feel you know pretty uneasy New York City is in the shit right now once again and all these shows got canceled and you know we had a show booked for January that's not happening now and it's just it's hard to decide how I feel Honestly, like I'm like in my house, in my apartment, I feel fine in here, but like my overall state of mind is a little iffy, Mm -hmm. but I don't know. I have a lot of things to be grateful for. So I'm better off than a lot of other people. How about you? That doesn't take away from, you know, the, the unease, dis-ease. Yeah. I mean, it's a generally uneasy feeling. And I think like, it's just that, I mean, the plus side is that stuff is staying open longer now. I mean, it, it isn't anything like March, 2020, where everything just closed and everyone stayed inside. There's good and bad reasons that's happening, but yeah, it's a really strange, I feel like I'm in limbo. I feel like I'm in limbo right now. And luckily there's a lot of things I can still do normally, you know, but it is a very strange feeling. Yeah. It's, um, Massachusetts just crushed another daily record for cases. We had 22,000 yesterday and I'm back to work next week in person with um, a lot of unvaccinated children. And like Heidi was saying, I am trying to remind myself that things are a lot different than they were last year when I was working all in person for that as well. And I know I'm a lot more protected, but it, it does feel certainly scary and no one wishes for remote teaching and learning. Um, but it feels a little bit like it's not even like going into the unknown because we know exactly what it'll be. I just wish I wasn't kind of feeling like we're all being left to just get infected, which is kind of how it feels and how I think teachers are being treated right now. Yeah, which is beyond the the treatment that teachers get, you know, in the best of times, which is asking way too much for too little support and way too little pay, again, asking them to put their lives at risk uh, feels bad. I, especially, of course, like, I, I feel like I talk a lot about how I have, you know, this weird um, genetic syndrome. So that puts me in the sphere of like the Twitter sphere of a lot of uh, just like disability Twitter, basically. And especially with these new quote unquote guidelines of like a five day quarantine, because it's, it's better for business Mm -hmm. and things like that. It just feels so gross because there are so many people who have disabilities that will not allow them to uh, get vaccinated. And those are also the people who 
I'm going to say nine and a half times out of 10 are the people who can't afford to take sick days of their own volition because you just don't have them, you know? So um, I, to be honest, don't really know how Illinois is doing uh, in the, the quote unquote new wave. Um, I specifically like distance myself from reading that stuff before Christmas because we had people come in from LA and Ohio and I just didn't want to, I didn't want to displace my excitement for them to be here with worry. But the last time that I checked, like where I live was also smashing records. And we had like, I live in a suburb of Chicago and our little suburb had like 22,000 cases or something uh, at that point, which again is hard to track because how do you, like, you're not really reporting in when you're quote unquote cured. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I we're had, doing an at home test. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like when, when I had COVID earlier this year, when I felt <coughs> better, I was like, am I still being counted in these numbers? Cause like I'm out and about again and like, I feel fine and I'm testing negative. So that 22,000 number, who knows what it, uh, what's actually reflecting at this point. So beyond that, um, I don't know. I, I just feel weird. I feel ready for all of this to be over. And I feel ready to have, you know, governments that support their constituents and the people that live in their cities, states, nations, whatever. But capitalism doesn't like that. So just such a huge public policy failure on every level that we decided to not better educate about the vaccines and that we are not paying people to stay home, that we're not prioritizing health and safety over anything. It's just year after year of, of failure and of, you know, I'm, I'm sick of hearing that that it's just the flu or that it's just a mild case because that's not true for everyone. I feel like the people who are saying that need to check their privilege and think yeah. about how, how at risk they actually are of becoming, you know, a long, long haul COVID haver or becoming disabled as a result of um, getting COVID. I, just I feel like the people who are it. saying that, yeah, I feel like the people who are saying that are not only showing their ass about how little they care about other people, Mm-hmm. But also they're really banking on all of the privilege that they've carried throughout their life. So, yeah, I mean, I'm we're two years into this pandemic and I haven't had COVID yet. And that is an, a direct result of my privilege and of the privilege of the circles that I exist in. And I it would be silly to think otherwise. But there are many people who yep. do think otherwise. Yeah. Our new mayor, Eric Adams straight up just did a press conference I think yesterday where he was like oh yeah we don't have any more COVID relief money so uh (laughs) and whose choice is that like I feel like that's literally his choice right yeah I mean technically it's not his budget like what he's coming into is not his budget and there's so much red tape around changing budget line items but I mean it just shows that like you know the previous administration who were also a trash fire just didn't just didn't think this would happen again which is like you know pretty short-sighted and my friend Caroline was like I can think of 11 billion dollars that we could probably reroute because that's the NYPD budget and um it literally doesn't work that way like you can't just reroute money but it just shows that like the previous administration and I will not miss that guy uh did not think about the fact that this could happen again yeah. or or that care. We'd be, 
Yeah. I mean, it's like, I mean, he's, you know, he, I just, I mean, this is a Bill de Blasio shit talking podcast, but basically yesterday he, there's this thing that the New York city mayor does when he leaves. It's a ceremonial thing where he walks out, says bye to his staff. And then the press like films him walking out or whatever. De Blasio straight up just didn't do it. <laughs> he like said bye to his staff. And then he um, just never walked out. So all the reporters sat out there and waited for him for like three hours in the cold. So that doesn't sum up his administration. Uh, there's nothing else better. Well, we are we're recording this episode on New Year's Eve afternoon. I think it's another weird new year um, after another weird year. How was everyone's um, holiday seasons? Did you guys get to see family? We did. We um, we got to see Evan's brother who came uh, from L.A. with his girlfriend and she's amazing. Um so we had, they were here for like a week, um, hung out, played a lot of Mario Party, which I'm now um, addicted to and cannot stop playing and <laughs> cannot stop getting mad at the uh, the computer generated characters for, you know, winning me or beating me uh, every time I play. Um, and then his grandpa also came over from Ohio and it was great to see him, uh, played a lot of Uno, played card games. So it was it was good over here because I kept my head in the sand about, you know, the shitty things. I uh, drove up to my parents' house just for the day. Um, I have, as you know, a cat who is annoying me right now, actually, who has to get like medicine and injections every day. So like, I can't really just get someone at the drop of a hat. So to take care of him, I mean, so I just drove up to my parents' house and, um, you know, it was nice to see them. And it's just like the right amount of time. And their house, they always do a huge tree and like, it's lovely to see them. I just felt really bad for my mom because like, she's a church music director and the church services that she put together were all canceled because our church has a lot of um, New York City weekenders. Mm -hmm. So Omicron got into that population a lot faster than it would have otherwise. So I just felt bad for her because she'd worked so hard, but it was otherwise nice to see her. And this is like, so cheesy but I think I'm finally at the point where like I actually enjoy giving other people presents more um like it's more fun for me to see them be happy about something that I bought them than me receiving a present I like presents but you know I guess this is being on the wrong side of 30 35 that's what happens <laughs> yeah gift giving is for sure my love language um yeah we went uh, down to Florida where my parents are for the winter. They're on the Gulf Coast, south of Tampa. So we were there for the week and had our first of uh, what I think will be annual tropical Christmas, which was pretty, f I was a little weird to like swim on Christmas, but we, we were able to deal with it. We took one for the team and, <laughs> uh, but the weather was perfect. It was like 80 and sunny the whole time. And it was really nice to get out of um, New England and, we just spent lots of time at the house and tried to stay safe as possible. When we got back is really when things have been getting worse and worse. So I'm glad we had our trip when we did. Um, but it was, um, it was good. It was a really nice trip and good to spend time with my parents and my brother. And right there with you with gift giving, I found a Tommy Bahama deluxe Scrabble set to give to my parents for Christmas, which is pretty much their brand. Yeah, I was going to um, say that sounds extremely like your dad. Yep. Uh, so totally. we, they really loved that. Uh, the downside was that it made my suitcase 65 pounds. So it cost an arm and a leg on the way down. 
feel like you should maybe like bill that to your dad, like expense it. (laughs) I'll Venmo request him. Yeah. (laughs) Punished for your generosity. Mm -hmm. All right. Classic. Um, Well, I'm glad that we all had good, good, uh, good holidays. How is everyone celebrating the new year tonight? Um, Nosi and I are dressed up in our matching pearl necklaces. Uh, and Evan and I are just hanging out. We're probably going to make some nachos. Um, probably not even make it to midnight because we're those people who get in bed at 9 PM now. So live in the dream, right? <laughs> in the post, the post 35 dream right there with you. Uh, sort of undecided. I am meeting up with some friends. Basically my friend Lacey was like, I got this visa gift card for Christmas and I want to spend it on snacks. Let's all go get snacks. So we're just going to get a bunch of snacks. That and sounds great. <laughs> yeah. And hang out in the park across the street from my house because it's like 50-ish here right now. It's not bad. And um, it's just like sort of a collection of friends that didn't really have plans. So we're just going to hang out in the park and be dirtbags. And uh, and then I'm doing some service for some of the AA groups that I'm in later. And I, for some reason, agreed to do like Zoom security from 4 to 7 a.m. So we'll see how that works. Um, I know. Though Kaylee made an oh my God face. And that is how I feel about it. I don't really know what my plan is. I might take a nap at some point. And that was good. Yeah. Set my alarm. Yeah. What, what, what? I really don't know why I said yes to this, but I'm sure it'll be something. <laughs> I worry. I worry that we're going to establish a um, sort of precedent for the cats. You're going to get up at 4 a.m. and they're going to start thinking, oh, 4 a.m. Dinner, breakfast. Let's, let's yeah. get up every day at 4 a.m. now. So they think I, I worry for your future. I mean, Priya's new thing is that if I don't feed her more than two cans of food, which I can't because she'll barf, is to just sit next to my bed and make like indignant face. And I'm like, I'm not. And then this morning when I fed her, she was so excited about her food that she barfed anyway. So I was like, I can't help you. This is your problem. I like you're doing this. Yeah. Um, we're going to have appetizer dinner and um we got a bunch of fun appetizers. I will obviously be making a cheese board and we're going to watch Godfather one and two. And one of my students' families gifted me a really nice bottle of champagne for the holiday season. So we will probably have a glass of that. Yeah. I think we'll, um, Oh, sorry. Oh no, go for it. Uh, Steve McGill, friend of podcast and, uh, longtime listener, friend of podcast, uh, when Evan and I got married, he sent us two bottles of Chris Jericho's little bit of the bubbly. Um, so when we, when we first got it, we drank the first one. And I think tonight we'll probably, uh, drink the second one. I have a bottle of the Martinelli's, uh, special blush. Ooh. Oh, Martinelli's <laughs> is good. It has cranberry in it. So it's like fancy. I don't know. Yeah, I like I apple juice. Know. I'm literally drinking apple cider right now. So I'm drinking a water, Waterloo seltzer. Not sponsored, but open to it. For real. I'm drinking Blue Moon Light Sky. Hashtag Mm -hmm. also not sponsored. It's my favorite beer. Is that the tangerine one? Yeah, it's the the like citrus wheat tangerine peel. Oh, I like Um, that one. Yeah, like low carb. Yeah. It came out when we were doing keto a couple years ago. Mm -hmm. So it was like perfect for when we would go play softball or whatever. But it has remained in the rotation because good flavor. I might start the night with a mocktail. Honestly, we have some extra ginger, ginger beer and sparkling cranberry juice. And I might just have a combo. We imbibed quite a bit in Florida. um, As one should. Right. Vacation. Vacation. So we will probably do another round of uh, 
dry January slash et cetera and so forth. Or as Ian likes to call it, damp January. <laughs> Which sounds kind That's of more funny. honest. Yeah. yeah, but but it's more honest. <laughs> right. Because, you know, if you want to don't don't limit yourself, if you want to have a cocktail on a night, then go for it. Um, but speaking of cocktails and overindulging, uh, Heidi and I were lucky enough to be able to celebrate uh, massive nights in person this year last month in Brooklyn Desi we missed you a lot but you watched the stream correct it did we watched the stream it was Nosy's first uh, first concert they grew yeah up it was fun it looked it looked um, I don't know it was really weird to watch and not be there um, and I had been like kind of specifically avoiding social media just because I knew so many people who were there and I knew that I was going to be like really sad to not be there because this is the first year I've or the first show that I've missed not only the first year I haven't been there but I've been at all of them um so it was weird yeah yeah it was it was good though because I got to see you know your shining faces on the cameras and um we made it feel as much like Brooklyn Bull as we could with you know um speakers turned up too loud and did you did you have a fresh mark yeah of course we had fresh marks yep those are always in the rotation i skipped fresh marks this year well you got a bottle of wine and yeah you you did (laughs) claire and her fucking curly straw that was one of the highlights uh we discovered in the front row that um the bar at brooklyn bowl as of december 2021 who knows if this will stay uh, will allow you. After this. I know. <laughs> it will, they allowed us to buy um, a, just a whole bottle of wine, which it felt illegal. And I know <laughs> that, like, I'm I'm a, a person in their 30s, and that I can go to any store and buy a, a whole bottle of wine and drink it myself if I want. But for some reason, being given the power of sure, just I'm not. And they didn't even care how many glasses we took. Like, there's. Just here you go. Have they, they're very happy for us to be spending $50 on a shitty bottle of Cab Sav. Um, so that that was the set the last night, Saturday night. Um, we had four bottles of wine going in the front row. And Franz uh, also uh, drank from your bottles of wine, which was pretty adorable. He did. It was COVID pours for everyone. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And the thing I was thinking about, and I'm sure I'm not the only one, but like just looking back at that, I was like, oh, that happened in the last possible week that yeah, could have happened. For sure. Because yeah. poor, poor Mosh Pit, you know, had COVID, um, not Omicron, I don't think, but like, you know, the show would have been canceled. If this was ha- supposed to happen like this weekend, it would have been canceled. Yeah, I wouldn't have gone this weekend. I was uh, a little on edge about it, honestly. Um, mm-hmm. But the vaccine rules um, helped me feel better about it mm. at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do want to applaud the band and the staff of the band management for their transparency about COVID cases. We all knew that it was a likelihood. I'm sure that that's not the only person who had COVID after the show. Um, but I think just being open and trans, not a moral failing to get sick during a pandemic. Um, and we know that breakthrough cases are a thing. So Josh is feeling a lot better and I think he's back on his bike in Western Massachusetts. 
even after that uh, that terrible tumble he took i think he's back again wait he fell again yeah yeah like the first time that he went out (laughs) oh um i don't i mean everyone has to know mosh pit at this point but mosh pit is the whole city's uh merch aficionado and lovely person and soloist on state positive uh live shows and a lovely human friend of the pod co-candle aficionado yeah definitely a candle enthusiast yeah yeah i mean the band sounded great i actually took one one night off which i almost never do i took thursday night off because i was just like i i have i've been having back problems this year because like when they had surgery they sliced through my muscles so that's fun um so i was like i'm not gonna make it if i go every night so i took thursday off and of course i missed things that I didn't want to miss that was like the weird night it was like the weird songs night and I was like cool 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 yeah Um, I will still not be speaking about that yeah yeah I refuse to acknowledge that it happened Mm -hmm. yeah I woke up the next morning and again I had like mostly been off social media and then Evan had not been and he told me what was played and I was like I'm not talking to you either now (laughs) (laughs) somehow his fault some dipshit posted the set list because they got it like with their merch package, like before the show. So we posted it on the internet before the show happened. Is it a dipshit that we know? No. Hmm. So we can just say that person is a dipshit and I don't care. That man, just to, like, you don't know. First off, just be cool. Be right. cool. And I am the queen of posting and that <laughs> you don't need to post everything. That's fine. Yeah. You got um, a set list. Congrats. Right. I think you purchased one. Great job. Yeah, great work. Um, I was there Friday and Saturday because it felt in poor form to take the week after vacation or week after Thanksgiving break off from teaching, but it was it was really good. I think Friday night felt a little bit more mellow, which makes sense because it was being live streamed. And I think that people had to be more on their toes. But Saturday mm-hmm. night felt like a good old classic old steady party. Um, honestly, my favorite part of the shows are always lake street after and it was really nice to be able to talk to friends and hang out and have a little bit of normalcy after such an abnormal couple of years hearing heaven is whenever in person made me tear up those lyrics really hit different as the kids say after after these last couple years so overall i stayed out way too late I don't remember the last time I was out until four o'clock, five o'clock in the morning. I don't know how I did it. I think the wine may have helped. <laughs> I feel like the wine is just sort of a, a moving. It's a freight train, you know, yeah. just don't get off the train and you'll be fine. Uh- <laughs> the, the promise of Lake Street. <laughs> it, yeah. And it's like adrenaline for sure. Also, we stayed at a hotel in Greenpoint, which was nice to be able to walk to and from everything and it was my first time back in the city since the pandemic so it was really nice just to be back there this is the first year that I've been in the like well first year I guess it's only really been one year of this but um it was the first time that I was in the official quote-unquote fan zoom for the stream because for the past live stream shows we kind of all just had our own like private zoom with our friends because it didn't necessarily feel safe for me at least to be in uh, a live stream where I knew that my abuser was going to be. And I just didn't really, really want to see his face. Cause he ruins a lot of all of this for me anyway, but this, like the, the official fan zoom or whatever was really fun this year. Uh, it was pretty chill. It was pretty small. 
but um it was cool to see you know friends that live everywhere still like kind of feel like we're together cool to see um kids staying up past their bedtimes to to dance along and of course cool to see everybody's pets so I don't think that they were actually planning to do the stream at first like it wasn't it felt right? really kind of last minute. I think it was fairly last Like not last minute, but like within, I don't know, maybe two weeks of the shows. I think a lot yeah. of people asked for it. Um, yeah. And then cases started rising again. And yeah. I feel like especially if you're if you're playing a venue that's already set up to do it, yep. why not? Because I'm pretty sure that the show's sold out anyway. Like it's a just a way to make more money. Yeah, the shows did sell out. Yeah, and I'm always down for whatever revenue stream they can bring in because exactly. like, God knows if any of these other clumps of dates are going to happen, like London, you know, yep. Atlanta, Toronto. Yeah. I don't know. London's, I, I think, a big, a big if um, now. Yeah, I'd be really surprised if they do it. Which is like, I hate being that guy, but it's just it sucks to live in this timeline where we have to be realistic and just assume that things won't happen. Like, yeah, we've tentatively rescheduled our wedding slash reception for next june again and it still doesn't necessarily feel like it's gonna happen mm-hmm. it i was just gonna say something i thought that i the first night back like the first night that i was standing there like me and nora like got like the spot that we like to be in and just like standing there and watching it happen on stage like i definitely had like several moments where i was just like oh fuck right this is the best mm-hmm. you know like and I'm so happy that this is happening again. And I also really enjoyed being able to stand next to the horn study again, which is always my favorite um, because where the way Brooklyn Bowl set up, if you're like in the side <laughs> stage area, you're next to the horn study, which I, I couldn't pick a better, couldn't pick a better view. Um, I was very jealous of every photo you sent me from your vantage point because. <sighs> climb them like a tree, like climb. a tree. <laughs> I I was definitely like this is for Desi. Um, no, but I and also it was cool to hear um, Unpleasant Breakfast live for the first time, and everyone did a great job with the woos. I uh, oh, yeah, shout to out hear. to um to TK for bringing kazoo's, also to oh, add to I our woos. Um, I mine I found mine in my purse quite recently, <laughs> along with a handful of confetti. Um, Kyle I, brought the um piano key tie, right? Yeah. Kyle brought the piano key ties. Um. Unpleasant Breakfast has low key become one of my favorite Hold Steady songs. Um, I love the I love the horns on that. It is really good live too, especially when we all raise our middle fingers. And Defiant and Undamaged has really become like my mantra in this last year. Yeah, it's yeah. There's something cathartic I feel yes. about that, and I feel like being part of that live would be uh, excellent. It was like one of the top songs I wanted to hear um, along with Craig saying, now that you're here in person in the feelers. Mm. And of course, I'm really glad that you're here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just anything that emphasized the fact that we were, we were there in person. I feel very privileged and lucky that I got to do so many things that I wanted to do in 2020 um, and, and couldn't that I got to do it in 2021, but I'll save that schmaltz for when we, when we talk about our so much joy of 2021. So Massive Nights was wonderful. By all accounts, Minneapolis was also a blast. Our friends that were there seemed to have a really good time. 
I almost forgot to mention that Emily Rose made a game time decision to come to these shows and it was the coolest thing ever. You said Minneapolis and just to tack on to what you're saying, the Minneapolis shows were so awesome that Emily Rose was just like, fuck it, getting on a plane. It's a classic uh, unified scene move to decide you you can't you can't can't miss it without the show. It was a very 2009 move for me anyway. (laughs) Yeah, I've been there. Um, (laughs) For various reasons, I've been reading back through the uh, through the old message boards, which I was never really a part of. But it's funny to read back through them now and see so many uh, decisions like that, where it's like, uh, I was going to go home after this show, but does anyone have a couch for me this weekend? And I want to do a few more. Like, it's so funny that that has kind of persisted. I know that this is not the only band that inspires that, but it's, it's funny that it, uh, keeps happening. Oh yeah. Like, uh, I guess I'm going to Tampa Bye. you know? Right. <laughs> my, um, my name on the boards was on the radio. Mm. I think I joined in like, oh, eight. I think mine was like Heidi Vander Nice Nice because I'm an idiot. It was. It was. Yeah. Yeah. Moron. Um. <laughs> um, speaking of the hold steady. <laughs> you and don't boards say. And B-sides. Oh, sure. 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 Why don't we segue right into this week's B-side deep dive? What are we deep diving into this week? A song that I'm completely obsessed with and have heard live twice in 15 years, which is Milk Crate Mosh, which is a B-side off Almost Killed Me. And I've been told in uh, recent years that it's kind of a tribute to this band, The Grifters, which makes sense if you listen to The Grifters, just that sort of like early aughts New York thing. Um, But I just think it's such a fucking good song. It's really dark. You know, the gin was just like Gideon. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I've always really loved Milk Crate Mosh. I think there are some really good, like witty, classic fin lines in here. Some some great alliteration. But yeah, it is rarely played live. They did it at Soundcheck in Boston. And I I think like I had literally just gotten there and they yep. were doing it and I burst into tears, you know, as you do. Yep. Um, I think they did it at... Um a Brooklyn soundtrack maybe three years ago. Yep. Because I remember like watching it with Rob. And Nora had never seen it. Yeah. I think. And she got similarly emotional. Yep. Just a good song. I mean, I know they're always just like, guys, we have like 150 songs. We can't play all of them. And they definitely But maybe you should. I know. It's like maybe you should. Maybe just do a concert where you play all the songs. Yeah, like a marathon. That's what the weekender should be this year. If London gets canceled, they should just do a live stream from Brooklyn Bowl where they play everything. I agree. Um, play and all the songs. They would have to like, like, would they have to bring in like pinch hitters? Like, what would they do? Like, bring in a keyboard player, swap fronts out so he can take a, a nap for an hour. <laughs> I think he Put has me parts in, for coach. everything at this point. I'm looking at the lyrics now. Uh, <coughs> that was my nervous nervous cough, cough. <laughs> it has one of my favorite lines only to find out what you put into your mouth it always gets into your mind <laughs> which has obviously the drug connotation but it also feels a little sexual 100 classic classic like classic finn it's classic old it's cl- good old finn <laughs> <laughs> good old finny boy <laughs> 
<laughs> it's classic old school Finn. And I like lifter polar era. Um, you know, she's kissing like she already came, um, mm-hmm. et cetera. Listen up closely to the lit tips of your cigarettes. Can't you hear the serpent hiss saying sweet baby suck on this? It's so good. Like it's just, and it's, it's one of the songs where he just sort of talk, you know, talk sings. And like, um, I remember when they made boys and girls in America, I remember he said in an interview, he's like, yeah, I took singing lessons, which is cool. It's great to grow as an artist, but I also, I mean, there's something really special to me about this song um, is happening and I guess I'll just talk over it and make it work somehow. And obviously- yeah, it feels, it feels very um, like rambly. Like, yeah, it's almost like, I mean, he's obviously not a rapper, but I can see like, no, but he picks, don't tell the broker dealer that. Oh, sorry. Um, (laughs) Well, my name is Craig Finn and I'm here to say. (laughs) (laughs) I relate to kids in a major way. That's a recycled joke. I made that about someone else, but it works here too. Oh my God. <laughs> Wouldn't it be great if the whole study was just like, okay, we're going to do like a, a hip hop covers album, but it's going to be stuff like, you know, like Curtis Blow and like run DMC. So it's going to be like, I wear shorts to, at night and I like cheese and, you know, <laughs> like just like the terrible, like Blizzard Man. <laughs> I was also thinking, what if, what if uh, Hold Steady did a kids bop album or kids bop <laughs> did a Hold Steady album? <laughs> they would have to replace. Man. Oh yeah. Like that's what I'm thinking of right now is, is how, how would we rewrite? Now is Gideon everything? your good friend or is he just your playground bully? <laughs> <laughs> and like we would, they would have to swap in like, you know, words like what, what's cigarettes? Um, uh, candy, spa- candy cigarettes, spa- sparklers. <laughs> Some of, some of it still works cat. though. It's a yeah. small scene already and it gets dirty on the fringes. I feel like that works for preschool, you know? A small playground already. Yeah. yeah. Oh, hold steady uh-huh. kids bop album. Hold steady OG uh hip hop covers album. Coming You're 2022. Welcome. You're welcome, boys. Get in touch. You guys know <laughs> how to reach us. We're here to help. You know where we're at. No. And we're not going anywhere. <laughs> Literally. Have your people talk to our people and we can make this happen in 2022 by our people. We mean us or our <laughs> animals. Imagine we had people. Oh my God. I am the people. I was just gonna say. <laughs> Heidi, we are all, we are, it's true. we are all, um, well, we're getting a little punchy. Why don't we listen to milk crate bash? Denver slums 
she woke up in the Rocky Mountain dawn. I felt all freed up of the fears that she could never really put your fingers on. Fingers on, fingers on, fingers on, and now we're gone. You know you look so good together. About Every that. time I type it into Spotify, it's like milkshake by Keyless. No, no, that's a different one. My milkshake brings all the mosh to the yard. And they're like, it's better than yours. I, I think on the uh, on the, the hip hop album, can we make Bobby the lead vocalist? Yeah, for sure. Excellent. Thank you. Uh, Charlemagne, your main man, or is he just your sad protector? Oof. You know, you look so good together. Ugh, it's a real, it's a good yeah, one. It's a great line. Um, I wonder who the you is in this song. One of the, it's one of the earliest B-sides, B-sides and it's still, it, it really does have like that vintage feel. And yeah. I think some of that is intentional because it sounded kind of old when it came out. Um, I, I do love a good Craig talking song. Yeah, it's just like, you know, Almost Kill Me came out like, what, 2004 or whatever? Like, that was already a very different time. I mean, living here was completely different. Like, living in New York was completely different at that time. And, like, they were on French Kiss, which was, like, Les Savi Fab. Like, that's a whole thing. You know, Knitting Factory. And it feels like that to me. But, it felt like you said, it felt old the first time I heard it. and Or kind of throwback. And now it's real weird. Because I'm like, oh, yeah. That's literally... Almost 20 years ago. Almost 20 years of the whole year. <laughs> Happy almost 20 to us all. Aw. And I'm not a day over 18. That's crazy. I like the um, the writing on this one a lot too. Like the the flow of the words, like especially in the the lines, he smoked the camel filter kings. We went back to behind the building. He did a brisk little business. His party favors were party saviors. It just feels like, like it just flows. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things that's so infuriating to me about almost all of Craig's lyrics is that it just feels like they just like they're just coming out every time he sings mm-hmm. or says them. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's such a good one. He's uh he has a real like verbosity, we all know, but there is like uh, a poetic, a poeticness about it that it doesn't feel like it's too many words jumbled into songs. It just it it all feels like it's supposed to be there. He's very good at self-editing, I think. Yeah. I think it's a shame that, like, to this day, like, I know that he's been attached to a couple TV projects that, like, haven't gone. And it's just, like, to this day, the fact that he hasn't been allowed, not allowed, but the fact that he hasn't informed a scene that's actually taken place on in, like, video or film format is a bummer. Because, like, could you imagine? Yeah, he's got a real eye for it, real way with the visual. Yeah. My favorite um, TV show other than ER is You're the Worst. And I've been rewatching it lately, which uh, I think probably speaks to the state of my mental health lately. But every time I watch that, I just think about how, how whether it's like writing for the show or scoring it or uh, music supervising or whatever, like that, that viewpoint that Craig has, how that would make it feel so different but still so as important as it does Mm -hmm. like for someone who's never actually made a film or whatever like 
the whole study aesthetic is a real thing. You know it's it when you see cinematic. it. It's very cinematic. Yeah. Yeah. Like when I was in came when I was staying in that hotel in Cambridge and it was like across the street from a liquor store and I can't remember what the sign said, but it was something really funny. It was just basically no, like No, I know exactly where you are. That place is known for having funny liquor store signs. Once I was over there and it said all your baby shower supplies here. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, yeah, like that. And then there, it was just like I was in this Holiday Inn Express, just like uh, literally on a highway. And there was liquor store and like a, an auto parts or like a, a car wash or something. And I was like, wow, <laughs> I couldn't have picked a better spot. The like exit area at the Syracuse airport is like too. when we flew out to Kaylee's wedding, uh, leaving the airport, we were just like, wow, it's like gas stations and the liquor store and like one small ish grocery store and like 74 hotels. There's also a party city over that way. Is there? Excellent. Yeah. Uh, central New York. I miss it. <laughs> well, you guys, long time listeners, first time listeners, maybe you figured it out by now that we like to end the show, uh, by talking about the things that have brought us so much joy, just like our, uh, reason for being here does at every hold steady show. And I think that we wanted to switch it up a little bit today by talking about some of the things that have brought us so much joy over the course of 2021 and what was another unprecedented year. Although I'm not sure how many times something can become unprecedented before we just should start precedenting it. Yeah. But I think that that's how we're going to close out today. Heidi or Desi, who would like to start off by talking on the things that have brought them joy? I was thinking about this because... A lot of times when someone asks you to like, think of the positive things or look on the bright side, it feels really toxic. Mm -hmm. But I think that not only being friends with both of you and knowing that you're not like that, but also just knowing the general mentality of hold study fans and the people who are listening to this, I think they'll understand that I'm not trying to like sugarcoat anything or put a sparkle on this year. Cause like a lot of it was really fucking bad, but I think this year, something that really brought me so much joy was, I mean, keeping in touch with y'all and keeping in touch with just keeping in touch with so many people. A couple of people reached out and asked me how to get sober. And I also celebrated 10 years sober this year, which is cool. But the fact that like people looked at whatever I'm doing and said, oh, she seems like she's generally living like an adult human. <laughs> and, and perhaps she could share some tips and tricks, which is not really how it works. But like the fact that I have been able to just share my experience, strength and hope, as they say, with some folks who I really care about as they try to begin the journey has been an honor and a privilege. So yeah, I would say the two big things are keeping in touch with folks and 10 years of sobriety and what that means to me. That's amazing. It's a huge accomplishment. Congratulations. You're uh, it's a, an honor and privilege to be your friend and watch you um, navigate all that. Yeah. Same. Yeah. Desi, how about you? Uh, it feels cheap because this is a something that I've used on uh, so much joy before, but honestly, getting my dog. That's my okay. Baby. She's um, so many joys. Yeah. She has really like, uh, I can't talk about her, the crying, which feels so Aww. like lame, but like she, uh, she, we got her when I was really going through some pretty bad stuff. Um, I had a lot of family stuff going on this year, like a lot of family sickness. And then my brain 
has not been the best it's ever been this year. So she has really been like, you know, just a, a cute little happy light in whether it's, you know, giving me a reason to just go outside every day or being there to snuggle or being such a sweetheart when I put her through things like wearing matching Christmas sweaters and necklaces. Um, I don't know. She changed my life. I love her. She's Picks very good. of her available in the show notes in the yeah. matching Christmas sweaters and pearl necklaces. Pearl necklace. Uh, her pearl necklace is from Hypnotic Dog Co. HypnoticDogCo.com. It's adorable and their customer service is excellent because I'm an idiot and ordered the wrong size, not once, not twice, three times. And they were very gracious <laughs> each time I emailed them. And I was like, wait, no, I think I did it wrong again. So if you have a dog, get them a cute uh, necklace from Hypnotic Dog Company. Not sponsored, but open to it. Not sponsored, but open to it. That's beautiful. I, it's been a joy watching you become a dog parent. And it really feels like she, you know, has is your missing piece. Yeah, definitely. Both for me and for Evan. Yeah. Very good large daughter. <laughs> very large. Very big. I have a few things you're in on here. I think the first thing that's brought me joy this year is, um, is this podcast. You know, we weren't really sure what it would be if we'd even do more than one episode. And it's it's really it's such a, a, a great feeling that people are listening and people are identifying with it or learning more about the band from it. Even people who maybe aren't as um, insane fans as we are. You know, the fact that uh, we turned up on people's end of year uh, podcast listening. Yeah, that was so exciting. It's really cool. This is not anything that we, um, you know, are doing professionally. Obviously, we just when we have time, we're able to set aside a couple hours and and do some episodes. But it's it truly is such a joy to be able to make this um, and share our weird world with anyone who wants to listen. Yeah. Um, And I guess my other joy this year. Well, obviously, I had a big life event, but I think uh, aside from getting married, being the is it's a joy obviously but being able to have it was a small it was a small ceremony and reception but being able to be there with with my closest friends and my family was was just really wonderful um and really everything that we had wanted and planned one thing about these last couple of years that i've come to appreciate more is making um like specific time with people, whether that's over text message or the lucky times that we're able to, to be together in person and, and just having intentionality about, about seeing friends and family. And I think the family thing is something that I haven't always been the best at, but one thing about getting into your thirties is that you start to, to get over all the shit that you were mad about when you were in your teens and twenties. And at least for me, kind of reform and, and renew relationships. So it's been a really nice part about, about 2021. And I think the wedding is a good tangible, like representation and, and lots of photographic representation of all of that, but all things considered was a pretty good year when I was 17. (laughs) (laughs) And I cannot believe, I, I can't believe it's about to be 2022. I don't know about you, but I'm feeling 22. But I'm feeling 22. I'm not. If only, (laughs) if only my body could feel 22 instead of 
2022 we'd be doing better i I think this is the first year i I realized what youth is wasted on the young means Mm -hmm. absolutely i do have um t-shirt tux pajamas to wear uh for tonight so i'm looking forward to putting those on and making a fancy cheese tray we will be starting tomorrow with mimosas uh, as is tradition and, and as ending is called it for relations. Oh, who knows? We have a dog now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just realized what we were talking about. I'm like a four year old. I think I'm going up to the New York Botanical Gardens with my friend Aaron. Oh, that'd be fun. fun. That's a good yeah. way to start the year. As I get older, I don't really believe in New Year's resolutions, but I guess if I had to pick one, it would be to keep doing this podcast. Yeah. Same. That's mine too. Man. Uh, even if well, it's just a way for like, even if nobody is listening and it's just a way for us to be uh, nerds and idiots together every week or every few weeks, whatever it's, yeah. uh, it's great. What are friends? If you can't be nerds and idiots together. That's true. Yeah. So we may not be consistent, but we, we do love you. We are all the hold steadiest for women <laughs> and we fucking love you. We fucking love you. Okay. Bye. Bye. bye.